Hi, I'm Kimberly Chalmers, and this is the Be Well MBU podcast, where I talk about everything to do with your health, your well-being, and ultimately how to live your most vibrant life. And I have titled this podcast, The Number One Skill Required to Thrive. And it's come about based on a lot of conversations that I've been having lately. So I've been thinking a lot about what is it that enables one person to thrive versus another one who maybe doesn't thrive in life? And so I began really reflecting on my own life and looking at, you know, why was I emotionally able to move through divorce, for instance, so quickly? You know, many people were really surprised by my ability to quickly move through the shock of divorce, renovating, selling our home, moving to a new neighborhood, you know, all really quickly within a few months and ultimately making a new life for myself and my children, honestly, with relative ease. And, you know, in only a a few months, my hashtag became, I love my life. No, I wasn't delusional. I wasn't living in a fantasy land you know, my life as I'd known it had come to an abrupt uh, end, literally overnight. And each morning I felt like I'd been sucker punched in the gut. And, you know, every time I woke up, I felt like, oh, you know, I was remembering it over and over and over again. Just the, the shock of it all. My whole marriage felt like it had been a lie. It felt like I was this grand fool in this production and was totally oblivious to everything. So I had all the feels. I cried all of the tears, yet I didn't sit there for very long. So why was I able to move forward so soon afterwards? Why did I begin to truly, deeply, truly, deeply love my life within a few months? How did I do it? And honestly, I feel like i have been preparing for this moment uh, for the previous eight years at the, and, and so that at the age of 40, I had tools and practices that allowed me to stay present, to feel what I was feeling and believe in the core of my being that one day I would feel different. I wasn't any better. I didn't have any, you know, any magical secret or anything than, you know, somebody else who maybe took years to grieve the loss of a marriage. I simply had developed a key skill, which I'll get back to in a minute. And this key skill enabled me to do this. So as I mentioned, been talking to lots of people about what, what we're noticing with this generation. And I've heard a lot of talk from business owners, parents, and other community members questioning what is happening to our young adults, our teenagers. Why do they need multiple days off when the going gets tough? Why do they have trouble working five full shifts a week? What is so distracting while they're at work that they simply can't focus and can't get the job done? Where has the work ethic gone? Why are they struggling so much more with life? What has happened to this generation? These are the kinds of questions. These are the kinds of things that people are are asking. And so some of the discussion is around, you know, there's something in the water, right? That's always a good answer. There's got to be something in the water. 
for some people, the belief is, you know, it's social media, period, social media. How about Wi-Fi signals that have interrupted the normal circuitry in the body? So shifting the chemistry of the body, shifting the circuitry of the body. It could be helicopter parenting. It could be talking about feelings too much. It could be a generation of people who were never told no. It could be that the soils are depleted, therefore foods are void of nutrients. It could be pandemic fear elevated the stress response, therefore weakening the overall stress or overall response to life. So it could be all of these factors. It could be none of these factors. And perhaps, perhaps society as a whole has changed course in how we do life. And maybe we no longer desire to keep operating in the same way. Maybe the muscle through it mentality is giving way to a new way of being. It could be there's this great shift in how we're going to be. So even if this is true, there still remains a concern for the individual who seems to be suffering greatly in their life. And the individual who really troubles, you know, has troubles managing their lifestyle and their responsibilities. And it it appears this is happening on a large scale, honestly, from children to adults. And what truly matters is not judging, not saying, well, you're wrong and I'm right. None, None of that, right? I mean, goodness gracious, none of that matters. What truly matters is to look at what is essential in order for individuals and our culture to really thrive. And I believe what is required now is to develop a deep depth of resilience. Resilience that enables us to weather the storms and continue to pursue our heart's desires. This is for all of us, you know, young and old. When we are resilient, we can persevere even when it feels impossible to carry on, even when the most terrible things have happened within our life, when we are resilient, we can move forward. Even if it's just one tiny, tiny, small step at a time. So what is resilience? Well, there was a few people who studied this. Well, there's been lots of people who studied resilience over the years, um, but I will give credit to Luther, Sissetti and Becker in 2000, an article that they wrote proposing a functional definition of resilience as a dynamic process, allowing for positive adaptation when undergoing significant diversity. I love understanding resilience as a dynamic process because it actually allows for growth. It allows us to um, see ourselves as being able to change. Conversely, if we were to see resilience as a personality trait, well, there's some who are resilient and some who aren't, and it's just who they are. Well, then we would see it as a static state. And we actually disempower those for whom resilience doesn't seem to come naturally. I believe as humans, we are continually evolving. We're continually, continually developing and nothing is static for us unless we believe it to be so. So when facing adversity as a person who is resilient, we know that how we feel and how we experience the world in this moment, as horrendous as it may feel, it is not necessarily how we're going to feel tomorrow. 
if we are resilient, we know that our feelings can change. We know that our circumstances can change and we know that we have the power to change it all. And of course, there are seasons in our lives where it's less about moving forward and more about stopping everything to be present, to be in the moment and nothing else. And I appreciate this more than ever. And I sincerely desire to cultivate a life where I do pause, where I do reflect and just be more often, you know, instead of that whole doing mentality where we're always wanting to be productive and always wanting to create something. Right. So I do understand that this isn't about, you know, constantly moving forward and constantly moving forward. This is really, um, uh, what I'm speaking of is moving forward where it's less about the doing component and more a way of, of being and embodying this resiliency really allows for that. So my offering today is about cultivating the skill of resilience so that we may flow in the seasons of adversity, as well as in all the other seasons of life. So how do we do this? How do we actually cultivate resilience? How do we develop resilience? How do we impart this on those who are maybe really struggling? And there's honestly, obviously many, many ways to develop resilience. And I just wanted to offer a few ideas today to support that journey. And if you are finding you're having trouble with navigating the seasons of your life or someone you know is struggling, if you want to just today, just consider you don't have to make any decisions. You don't have to decide or make any big changes, but just consider these areas of focus and see where maybe one adjustment or one little tweak, maybe that could make a shift for you. And over the next few podcasts, I'm going to be expanding on these concepts. So for today, just going to give you a very, very brief, brief um, synopsis of just a handful of, of ideas that I have for you that can really allow you to have um, the freedom to become more resilient. And let's face it, you know, you could be the most resilient person in multiple areas of your life and in, a, in another area of your life, you're just not resilient everything triggers you. You may just feel like, you know, the walls caving in on you and whatnot. So, you know, this is, again, it's a dynamic process. It's a dynamic thing. It's not just, oh, well, I'm a resilient person. Therefore I will be able to navigate every storm with no problem, with no problem, with no, (laughs) I'm combining problem and trouble. Yep. Making up new words here, Kimberly. So, so really looking at this from a place of um, just openness, versus being resistant or, or, um, or, or thinking you've got it all right. So understanding that it's a process for all of us. Okay. So the first thing I was thinking of was forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of others, and really taking ownership, no blame, no shame, just taking ownership. And one of the things I often think about is we're always making stories about why something happened or how something happened, or, um, you know, this person did this and we we create a whole story. We fabricate a whole story around pretty much everything. We're story-making machines, right? And so we're creating stories about what and why something happened to us. 
And when we see things as happening to us, it's more of a place of um, being a victim to your circumstances versus seeing something happening for us. So even in a, in a situation where we feel like somebody did something that we felt really wrong, we felt that they did something wrong and they should never have done this. When we sit in that place, uh, we, we get locked in that versus when we have forgiveness and we can allow ourselves to learn the lessons from that and to see that as a gift, even which is sometimes very hard to do. Um, but actually coming to that place of forgiving myself for my responsibility in it, forgiving the other person for their responsibility in it. And, and just that place of forgiveness can completely it can completely, completely shift everything. We all know this intuitively. It's just our egos don't really like to acknowledge this sometimes. So we're going to say forgiveness uh, in, in a deeper context for another podcast, but just understanding that when we come from a place of forgiveness, when that is our come from, we actually can be more resilient. The other thing is healing. So you're prioritizing your health, prioritizing your well-being with nutrition, hydration, good relationships, good friends, a healthy living environment. My goodness, having a, a stressful living environment can make such a difference. Oh my goodness. You know, and then you switch into a, you know, into a healthy living environment and everything can change. So um, that can be part of our healing. It can be part of where we are able to cultivate more resilience. Um, as far as the healing, having multiple resources, having all sorts of things at our fingertips that we can access so that we can enhance our healing, both for, you know, physical body, mental body, spiritual body, all of these components really, when we develop these and we focus on these areas this also can really help to cultivate that resilience. Another thing is our tools and practices. And so what I mean by this are, you know, I always like to think of like your toolkit, like what are the things you go to when you're under stress, when your breathing gets tight and you're feeling really anxious or you feel, you know, the headaches are coming on, the pressure of the world is upon your shoulders. And when you, when you're feeling this, what are your go to your healthy go-to tools? So in another episode, we're going to talk about some of the things, but just, just thinking of things like breath work, um, having trusted advisors, people that you can go to who you can rely upon to give you wise advice versus just bicker and bitch with you. Um, books that you've got access to meditation practices, gratitude practices, um, I know this was a key factor for me with the divorce was I already had a gratitude practice that I'd been, I had implemented a couple of years prior. And that was a daily practice of writing out all the things I'm grateful for, no matter what was going on that I had that practice. So I know for sure that that was a huge piece of what kept me, kept me going, kept me waking up and putting my clothes on and, you know, putting food in my mouth when I didn't really feel like it. It was the, you know, the, this was one of those practices that really helped to support me in my, in my growth during that time. Things like journaling, 
yoga, movement, breath work, affirmations, all these kinds of things are brilliant in terms of supporting you. And so when you have that toolbox full of, okay, what's my body needing right now? What is my being needing right now in this moment in order to support me, in order to um, help me to develop that resilience so that I can be in this and not allow it to totally take me out. Another thing, one of the life coaches that I hired years ago, and honestly, she, her whole thing was be curious, be curious because when you're coming from a place of curiosity, you're not coming from a place of judgment. You're not coming from a place of condemnation for yourself or for others. You're simply, huh, I wonder what this is all about. I wonder what the life lesson is for me here. I wonder who I'm going to be able to support in this same journey once I've moved through it. Coming from that place of curiosity about what's coming up for you, like, that's really interesting. I got so triggered with that. Huh. Okay. I'd like to, I'd like to rest with that for a moment and just be curious about why am I so triggered for that? Right. So when you have that place of curiosity versus being resistant to the journey, it allows the flow. It allows your whole being to be open to the lessons that are there for you. It allows your whole being to, uh, to grow and to be in, in, in the present moment and allow you to just journey through this. I used to be a victim in, in my life story, in all the things that happened to me, in all of the relationships that I was in, I felt like I just was a victim. Now, I wouldn't have necessarily named it that at the time. I believe I did have somebody at one point who, who mentioned that to me, and I'm not sure I took that kindly. Um, but I feel like I, like I remember feeling like every challenge in my life was the biggest challenge in the world. I remember feeling like I couldn't focus on anything other than that problem. And I struggled to move forward in my emotions because I was always so stuck in my story of victimhood. I was a victim to my circumstances. I was a victim to other people's choices. I was a victim to my health challenges. I was a victim to my financial debt. I was a victim. I was never at fault. And as a result, I suffered greatly and I felt rough much of the time. If you knew me then, you would have known a very unhappy and self-loathing person. Like if you actually got to know me on the outside, I would have seemed positive and happy, but on the inside, yeah, I got by, but I certainly didn't thrive. And you know, many years later, much personal growth, tens of thousands of hours and dollars invested in my well-being. And I am a very different person. Now, when troubles arise, I remember that this too shall pass, even if it just feels terrible. Even if I know this is really not fun, this is not enjoyable, trusting that this too shall pass has, has you know, be, been significant for me. Understanding that how I feel right now isn't necessarily how I'm going to feel six months from now or a year from now. And I also know that I create my life and suffering is optional. I know now that even, even the, the slightest shift 
in my perspective results in miracles in how I feel. I don't have to stay in misery. And yes, of course, there are times, sometimes daily, depending on the season, where I need to remind myself that suffering is optional. And, you know, I definitely haven't perfected the skill of resilience. However, I have found I enjoy life a whole lot more now that I have practices and ways of flowing during times of adversity. So I invite you today to just consider are there one or maybe a few areas of your life where hmm, maybe if there was a little more attention paid, maybe your level of resilience might be expanded. So stay tuned for next time when I'm going to offer some more depth into some of the ways that we can develop resilience in a healthy way. Cause I do believe this is quite a large topic and certainly one where I feel I really do feel like this is such a key for all of us and that if we all work towards developing more resilience, then when life happens, which it does, then there's a different perspective in how we move through it. There's a different way of being that allows us to continue even, even in the darkest of times, continue to see the light at the end of the tunnel, continue to just know that, yep, I feel this right now. And it feels awful. It feels wretched, whatever it feels like, but I am trusting that this is a temporary state. This isn't a permanent state that I know that there's a light. And one day I'm going to have a shift in perspective. I'm going to you know, hear something, read something, learn something, discover something, meet someone, and all of that is going to shift. And when we have that place of trust, that, that, that resilience builds, the resilience builds, and we can pursue the things that we're passionate about. We can pour our heart into things. We can complete our work tasks. We can focus on the things that matter most in our life without being completely sidetracked and completely taken out. So I offer you these things today from lessons that I've been learning from lessons that, um, have been shared to me and trust that something in here today is a nugget that you can take with you and maybe share with someone else. And If something in my messages is uh, worthy of being shared to someone else, please do pass it along. I do uh, sincerely desire to come together as a human, I'm going to say the word collective, that sounds a little bit um, sci-fi, like Star Trek-ish, but (laughs) but as this human collective, there's so much that we learn from each other. And it's the passing of the message and sharing these, sharing these thoughts and, and expanding on them for yourself and talking about it with other people. It's in all of that, that we all are, that we all grow. So as always be well and be you. Thanks so much for tuning in today.